Hey, everybody. I'm John Halpin. Welcome to Broadhead HMH's Future of Transportation podcast. I'm here in this episode, as always, to continue our series of chats with experts in the transportation industry. Uh, with me today is Robbie Hamby, Director of Commercial Product Strategy for EV Tires at Bridgestone. Robbie, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. So, Thanks for having um, me. Yeah, so so um, for full disclosure, everybody, Bridgestone's a client of ours, um, not a client of mine. I don't work on your account, so this is some of this is new to me, um, and I'm assuming it's going to be new to people listening too. In some cases, so how are EV tires different from regular tires for an internal combustion engine car? What's the? I didn't know there was a difference. Can you kind of explain what the difference is? Well, I think man, most com- consumers may not think there's a real difference, um, mm-hmm. but it's really not. The performance itself, but maybe the uh, performance criteria that is different for EVs uh, versus traditional ICE vehicles from that standpoint, really around the performance requirements. Uh, mainly focus on low capacity requirements due to the batteries uh, of the vehicle itself, uh, typically rolling resistance as the EVs look for something with uh, low rolling resistance and wear. Wear can be an issue, especially with the torque on some of those EV vehicles as they do tend to accelerate quickly, but yep. that can do the powertrain, but those can be adjusted uh, through the vehicle settings uh, from that standpoint. Okay, so why? So for, let's say, commercial vehicle, why is the uh, why is the load capacity important from a tire standpoint? Really, the carrier load. If you think about transportation for commercial vehicles, the hauling goods, uh, from point A to point B. Uh, so there's a limit on the load capacity. So anything you add to that, the tires will need to uh, be able to handle that additional load of an EV vehicle. So so there's additional loads because of the, ba- the battery makes it. Yeah, the battery. If you think Got about it. It, uh, commercial vehicles are bigger. So the battery is vehicle. So additional load capacity is required to support the, the load of the vehicle. Got it. Um, so in addition to helping the vehicle uh, and the performance of the vehicle, like you said, um, how does the right tire have an environmental impact? Well, I think two things uh, we can talk about. Rolling resistance, as I mentioned, you know, uh, the better the tire is for rolling resistance, the less um, uh, fuel consumption. But in this case, it may be energy needed to move the vehicle so you can extend the, different, the distance of an EV vehicle, which will be critical. And ultimately, uh, if you can improve wear, that's less raw materials that we needed to produce new tires. Uh, from that standpoint. So from an environmental standpoint, we look at it two ways to reduce the energy consumption uh, by having better low and resistance and ultimately better wear to reduce the raw materials needed to make uh, new tires. I want to talk to you you about a a new Bridgestone commercial EV products for the first one. So Mm -hmm. you you recently released a tire. Um, It's the R192E. Is that the best or is 192? R192E, correct. We launched that earlier this year. Okay, and that's for electric buses. Yes, that was our first tire specifically designed for electric buses uh, in that size. Again, that has additional load capacity to carry that additional load uh, for an EV vehicle. In addition, it has ultra low uh, rolling resistance to support the needs of that vehicle as well. And one other feature as you think about EVs and the noise, it does have a pattern design uh, within the tread groove fence is what we're calling it to help evade the noise of the vehicle or tire as well for the vehicle. Okay, so so what makes Bridgestone um, say, hey, we need to uh, manufacture an EV tire for buses? Is it just kind of like, hey, another opportunity we do for buses here and dump trucks there? And, you know, like, is it just another niche or did did this niche jump out at you guys? I think we think about the evolution of EV vehicles for commercial. We do see it being uh, 
maybe focus initially on buses and maybe even dump trucks where the route is maybe shorter. Then you think about long haul applications. So it makes sense that we'll see a faster adoption in those segments within the commercial space. Uh, so we targeted uh, working with some OEs to develop our first uh, specifically designed EV tire for a bus. Now, again, it's not specifically for EV tires. It can be used on traditional um, ICE vehicles as well. Got it. Okay. So so when you, um, you talked about buses, so let, let's say short haul applications, mm-hmm. right? Is is part of that being driven by, and I asked this on, you know, I feel like I've asked this a lot lately to people about municipalities driving uh, emission standards and things like that and kind of, you know, forcing the hand of the manufacturers to make more electric buses. I think that will happen over time. I think as bigger fleets become more conscious of the impact uh, and, and see the benefits of EV vehicles, we'll see that. I think the biggest, as I mentioned, is the distance. If you think about long haul uh, commercial vehicles going coast to coast, got to have that reliability to be able to get there yeah. and return. And, you know, is there the uh, charging stations there to support that? Probably not yet, but I think it will be. So uh, you'll see, I think the immediate focus for commercial will be those routes where they go out and come back home in the same day or mm-hmm. minimal distance travel to make maximize the benefit of EV vehicles. Gotcha. Okay. So um, Bridgestone as a whole, is you know i mean we talked about here and there's you know there's performance and there's there's demand for you guys right mm-hmm. and you know that that's obviously important um and, and you know you're, you're filling that but uh bridgestone wants to become um i'm going to use a quote here a global leader in sustainable mobility can you tell me kind of what that means and and, and what that's being driven by yeah we want, we want to be create a um, industry leading products and solutions, but with that sustainability message. And we've set some pretty lofty uh, targets for that uh, by reducing our CO2 emissions by 2050, as well as um, being 100% uh, recyclable, renewable materials by 2050 for that, just to provide you know premium product, but also taking um, um, a position on, on being environmental friendly and supporting those initiatives uh, for that. You started in this business and and there was a sort, you know, the material sourcing was probably pretty standard. Yes. And and now it's not. It's changed a lot. How does that how does that change your job? It's changed a lot to your point. And I think a lot of it is how we see the future. What will be the next source of materials to replace oral derivative products for, for tire yep. making? Right? There, there's options, whether it's recyclable. Uh, or reclaim carbon black, recyclable steel. There's options out there. I just think over time, as those become uh, more um, developed, you'll see a natural change over to those type of materials in the production of tires in the future. How are you adapting for what, for more innovations in EV technology? I talked about you know your background. You probably you know there this this business was probably it had some rules and standards and you know. Th- th- uh, I, I guess th- things were probably easier, however, you know, when, when you started in this, than it is now because th- there's innovation around the corner every day. How, how do you guys adapt to that? And, and how does your job uh, adapt to that? And, you know, had, like basically planning ahead when you can't plan as far ahead as maybe you used to. Correct. And I think you think about the true design of the tire may have not changed a lot yeah but it's what we have to do to factor into that as i mentioned some of the attributes from carrying capacity uh and where do we have to look at improved 
technologies from compounding uh, to manufacturing some of the products, components that go into it to address those needs from that. And I think that's the biggest um, change that we've seen is how do we come out with materials to target those specific performance requirements that's changed and will continue to change with EV vehicles in the future. Can you talk to me, and this is another one that I'm sure my colleagues know more than, than I do, about retreading. Um, but why is it so you know, it, it, it's more efficient than buying new tires, but can you kind of explain uh, how that works and, and why it's a more efficient way to go for, for, for commercial vehicles? Well, you think about the, um, the amount of material that would be able to produce a new tire versus the retread. And again, retreads are 100% safe. And as we think about EVs, it just makes even more sense as we become more conscious of the environment and the impact of that, retread makes even more sense. Again, to get more retreads out of that, new tire to you know extend the life of the casing itself and then be able to retread that for not only EV vehicles but traditional vehicles you know we with our full line of bandag offerings uh, we think we are the leader in that industry in terms of retread and how that can impact both the fleet from a business standpoint but also from the environmental standpoint they can do by re basically retreading or recycling that product for additional life uh, of a new tire Okay, so if I have a if I have an electric bus or electric bus mm -hmm. fleet, how do I how do I go about getting tires like do I how do I get my tires retreaded? Like what's the no process? Different, no different than you would do now. You you know our our retread is through our massive dealer network throughout the country. Yeah. So whatever dealer that supports your business will have the same technology needed to retread a traditional uh, bus or an EV bus. You know, we'll have, we'll develop um, not only new tires for that, but new retreads to maximize that performance of that tire on that EV vehicle in the future. So that process will not change and it will just adapt to what's needed uh, from a performance standpoint. Got it. Okay. So, so, but that, like you said, the process is similar to whether it's EV or not EV. Yeah, very similar the, from a retread standpoint. The value of what you save versus getting a a new tire is probably the same. I mean, the environmental impact's different because the raw material sourcing tip, but is the value of the same, like the savings the same essentially? Yeah, the savings would be the same, you know, and our goal is ultimately increase the number of retreads uh, for a bus or a traditional um, commercial vehicle. And that's what we see as the future as this continues volatile, we get more um, focus on mobility solutions and technology so we can understand the health of that casing and try to maximize the value of that to the dealers, both from a financial standpoint, as I mentioned, but also from an environmental standpoint to be able to retread that tire uh, as much as possible. Got it. Um, going bigger picture on on vehicle electrification, um, which has, you know, it's, it's funny, we started this podcast almost two years ago, as I felt like it was, I, I think I, I referenced a couple of times, remember the Super Bowl where, uh, where, uh, GM went all in on the EVs. I was kind of like, holy cow, every, everything changed all of a sudden. Like it, it was sort of, there was a tipping point that every, all the OEMs wanted to get into this. I know that's consumer. Mm -hmm. What's that? How do you see uh, being on the commercial side of, of electrification? How do you see the commercial and consumer segments as being different and how they're progressing in, in electrification and all that stuff? I think they're similar on uh, what's driving it, both from the fuel savings and again, the environmental impact of it. I, I think consumer just from the sheer application and size of the vehicle will convert sooner. But I do 
expect to see that continue in the commercial. I think it will start with smaller vehicles, say maybe a class four or five vehicle, as we've talked about, as you see, right. especially as last mile delivery has continued to grow uh, over the last couple of years. And then also, I think, focus on, on some of the urban routes, maybe regional. Then I think it'll extend into the traditional long haul that maybe most people are thinking about with an 18 uh, wheeler that you see driving down the interstate going, you know, fairly long distances. It eventually will, will evolve to that as the technology within batteries becomes better. You'll see that become fully adopted uh, in the future for commercial okay. vehicles. So did you actually think that um, from, from what you've observed, you talked about last mile delivery. Mm-hmm. Are are the last mile delivery, are, are the trucks, are they starting, are they going to wind up competing with like cargo bikes and scooters and stuff like that <laughs> at some point? Because, I mean, there, there's a lot of last mile delivery going on with that stuff too, right? There's some, right? I think I think it all depends on, on, on the, the product itself, right? Obviously, you'll have some of the more traditionals that you see out in the road now, your FedEx or UPSs. Mm-hmm. You'll see more of that with Amazon and emerging uh, fleets like that take shape uh, in terms of that, you know, so... The future of those vehicles, I think, I think is still somewhat unknown. Uh, I swear it's key for us to work closely with not only the traditional OEMs, but the emerging OEMs to be sure that we are uh, doing our part to help develop the products that will maximize their need uh, from that standpoint to support their EV vehicles and traditional vehicles as well. Got it. Yeah, I'm not in an urban setting, so it's going to be definitely going to be vehicle four wheelers yeah, for a while. Yeah, but. You know, here in Nashville, we see a lot of it. Even in my neighborhood, just south of Nashville, we see, you see a lot of them. It's amazing the number of deliveries within the subdivision that occurs on a daily yeah. basis. Oh, absolutely. I, I live in a cul-de-sac and basically there's an Amazon truck driving up here every hour. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm waiting for a drone to deliver my stuff. You know, no offense <laughs> to the commercial vehicle industry, but I'm looking forward to that sometime. Um, okay. So, um, so what are other, let's, I'm trying to think of other drivers for adoption on the commercial side. We talked about fuel savings. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about, I mentioned municipalities driving. Is there anything other, any other things that I haven't mentioned that are driving um, EV adoption for commercial vehicles? At some point, you know, we always have to consider government regulations. And I think that yeah. will kind of accelerate that. But I think those two are, are the biggest um drivers that we see that will drive EV forward in, in our industry, especially the commercial side. Um, who knows what they, those will be, you know, but, you know, uh, we know it's coming. So we, we need to prepare for that and, and be ready for that next uh, phase of electrical vehicles. Okay. So what are the, uh, so I talked about the main drivers. What about reasons for hesitation? I mean, I'm sure you hear from, from dealers and from, from customers in the commercial space. What, 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 what is causing people not to make the investment? And that might be a leading question right there. Yeah, I think what we talked about a little bit is the battery life and the distance traveled for some commercial applications. I think uh, that is probably still the biggest fear. I mean, the worst is you don't, you don't want to go on a, cross-country trip and get stranded because of the the battery life in range. Now, I think that'll improve over time and you'll see less uh, hesitation uh, in those segments as we move forward as well. Are you seeing, from where you're sitting, are you seeing less hesitation already? Has that changed over the last two, three years? Yeah, yeah, I think definitely over the last couple of years, you've seen more and we continue to work with those OEMs to make sure we provide that product and work with them as where they see their next advancement in terms of that you know is it these regional carriers that may go in and back the next day 
you know, as we work with them, what is going to be that requirement? What's that value look like? Because we talked about um, in terms of load capacity. Does that mean it gets bigger? So do we need to be thinking about what that looks like for us from a tire design standpoint to support the more traditional and in, in, in actuality, the largest segment of our market, which is, you know, the long haul regional applications, much bigger from a commercial tire sales than some of the other ones in terms of just pure units. Okay, so are any, um, and I don't know if you know this, so are any of the, uh, for increased range, as of right now, basically the more range, the bigger the battery and the heavier the battery, which matters to your tires. Correct. Are batteries getting able, or is technology allowing batteries to get smaller to, and with the, with the same range so, increases? I'm not an expert on batteries. Right. I, I would enough. hope. That is the evolution with that, because that would make things much simpler from that standpoint and not yeah. drastically impact our structure from a commercial side. You know, there's a lot of infrastructure already built to support the current business. So we need that to be similar or without any major disruptions uh, in how the commercial business works. Uh, Got it. To adapt to potentially uh, bigger top, not say bigger tires, but tires with additional load capacity. Yep. Okay. Um, do you think there are, this is the last one. Um, what are any, I talked about hesitation from mm -hmm. some um, customers. What are there, do you hear misconceptions about electrification? Like, like I, I think that like from a consumer standpoint, people worry about range. They probably yes. don't really have to, you know? What about from a commercial standpoint? I still think that's still the biggest one that just has a doubt in their mind. I, th I think maybe that fear of, of being stranded, per se, yeah. is still probably the biggest misconception. And, and again, we expect that to improve over the years. Yeah. So I think that will be eliminated as we move forward. And, and really, from that standpoint, I don't see any hesitations uh, from that standpoint with people adopting um, EV vehicles in the future. Good. That's uh, good for you. You guys working on, you know, on that side of the business. Yeah. That's great. I mean, right? yeah, it's, it's great for us because we want to continue to develop new products. Uh, as you mentioned, we talked about the R192E. That was our first launch uh, yeah. for tire design for EV vehicles. We continue to work on more uh, and hope to have those ready in the future as uh, we expect this segment to grow within the commercial business. All right. All right, folks, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up right there, Robbie. This was really educational. Um, like I said, my colleagues know more than I do about your business, um, but I, it was really interesting to learn all this stuff. So I appreciate it. No, thank you. It was great to be here, and look forward to it again sometime. That sounds great, uh, folks. You can learn more about Bridgestone at their website bfusa.com and on social media platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, Robbie, again, really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. I hope we can do it again sometime. All right, thank you. All right, folks, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you may be watching and listening. It'll help us get the word out. We really appreciate it. Uh, to learn more about Broadhead HMH, the Transportation Transformation Agency, visit hmhagency.com uh, or find us on all the usual social media platforms. For Robbie Hamby, I'm John Halpin. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a new episode of the Future Transportation Podcast.